Okay. Hello. Um, I'm Amanda. I'm Nada. <laughs> and we're the girls who grill. Yes. Welcome <laughs> back to Girls Who Grill, the podcast where two girls grill any pop culture stuff we feel like. Yeah, it's really just up to anything we want to do at any given moment. Yep, and you know, we're working on the log line. We got a little time. <laughs> um, this is only the third episode. Um, we're figuring things out. Exactly. So um, I think for context, I think I should just say that we spent the last 30 minutes like <laughs> over Zoom trying to figure this out. And I just heard so much dog barking going on on your end. <laughs> I couldn't see you. So can you please explain to me what was going on? It was utter commotion. Um, so I so my friend from high school, my friend Camille, she was going to come over and drop off my Christmas present because um, we were supposed to hang out yesterday. But then the um, uh, Republicans, the uh, Trump supporters <laughs> threw a coup in the middle of D.C. and we live right near there. So we were like, yeah, let's stay inside. Um, me, <laughs> a black and you, a Jewish person. Um, yeah. So we were supposed to see each other yesterday, but we couldn't. So she was like, let me drop it off today at like 3.30. And I was like, that's exactly when I'm recording a podcast with Amanda. But I'll just like come <laughs> out, say hi and pick it up. I didn't know that she was bringing her new dog with her. Who, by the way, is the most adorable dog I've Aww. ever seen. He's like a, he's like a, t- he looks exactly like my dog, Rosie. Um, we, yes, he's like a black and white, or he literally looks like cookies and cream ice cream. He's a beagle and pointer mix. So she called me and she was like, I'm outside. Come get your Christmas present. And I was like, okay, great. Mm-hmm. She was like, do you want to meet my dog? Does your dog want to meet my dog? And my dog is a rescue. She lived a very hard life on the streets of West Virginia for who knows how many years. So she's terrified of every dog that exists in the world. Um, so I was like, we could try it. Yes. So they were inside of the fence at my house when I opened the door. And the second my dog sees her dog, she's like, rawr, rawr. and I was like, Oh, no, 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 no. So I brought her back inside. I, like, took her out onto the porch, and then I brought her back inside. And I went outside to, like, go pet the dog and get my Christmas present. Um, And she was just barking the whole... I think she thought I was in mortal danger. (laughs) Oh. Yeah. That's so sad. And meanwhile, all that time, I was figuring out how to do... um, a virtual background. Yeah. Nima Colon Resort in Pennsylvania. (laughs) (laughs) And that brings us, I think, to the subject of today, which is the fact that I peer pressured Nada. And oh Sasha, you just kind of succumbed at this point yeah. to watching The Bachelor for the first time in your life. Um, um, and yeah. That's insane. <laughs> and I will also say, we clearly know who the brains of this operation is because while I was orchestrating an ill-fated meet cute with my dog, you were doing incredible computer engineering <laughs> to get this beautiful background that I can see, but nobody listening to this right now can. Yeah, um, that's the best thing to do is spend all your time on something that won't even show up. 
Okay, but I think first we want to do. <gasps> I opened my Christmas present. Oh my god! It's one of those birthday candles that I have been wanting <gasps> to get myself. Oh my god! For years. Wow! This is the best birthday present I. I mean, Christmas present slash early birthday <laughs> present I could honestly have ever gotten. And Camille, if you're listening to this, you're getting straight cash every year from here on out. 500 <gasps> smackaroos every year for your birthday to show wow. my love. Um, this is pop culture. I wanted to say, let's um, yeah, let's start our podcast talking about oh, yeah. what's on the grill. What's what's on the grill? What's yeah, hot? like what's, what's the what's the hot pop culture goss for us? Mm-hmm. Um, and TBH, I feel like this candle is on the grill for me because this is adorable. And <laughs> if you've ever gotten an Instagram advertisement, you've probably seen these birthday candles. Like they're like white. And you can get them. It's like supposed to be a customized scent for your um, specific birthday. Oh, uh-huh. that is amazing. And you're a Taurus. Yes. So what is the Taurus? It's April smells? 23rd. Um, oh. It says sign Taurus first deacon, which is like there's three deacons in each sign. We don't have to get into that today. That can be a whole nother episode. <laughs> Yeah, um, another one is just you teaching me more about astrology. Yes, of, always. Um, <laughs> planet, I mean, ruling number is five because I was born on the 23rd of April. My ruling mm-hmm. planet is Venus and it says strengths, stable, flexible, successful, weaknesses, disillusioned, commanding, nervous. I am nervous. <laughs> that's that's an excellent <laughs> way to describe me oh and there's like a whole thing on the back that like tells you all about your oh, birthday wow. and it amanda it smells amazing yeah that's what's that's it's what's on, on the, the grill, grill for me this birthday candle i think generally for me i finally really gotten into enneagrams mm, i yes. had like taken um multiple quizzes and had gotten different results and then kind of learned recently that the the better way to go about it is just to I listen to a podcast about all the descriptions and just listen to them and then hearing about the motivations for each of them and once I did that it was very clear that I was who what what number I was um and I don't know I'm not gonna say now because maybe we'll do like another podcast about it or yeah delve deeper into it um but I've just been getting really into that and I think probably part of that is just it's also New Year, and I haven't explicitly been thinking about New Year's resolutions or anything like that. But it's also just a general time of like self reflection and thinking about who and what the world is going forward. So that's what's on the grill for me. Can you tell the kind people what specific podcast you listen to that taught you about the Enneagram? Because I think it's oh yeah quite funny. <laughs> Well, okay. So basically this year I've really delved within um the Sur- a Survivor podcast. Um, <laughs> watch Survivor. Um yeah, I love it. I I had kind of vaguely watched it until um like pretty much a couple weeks before the pandemic and then through quarantine 
gone back and watched a ton of it. And I always thought it was kind of like, eh, what is that? And then I was like, oh my God, this is so good. This is so good. And now it's on Netflix. So a lot of people are finding that conclusion to themselves. Um, But I... I don't know how, but I got into this podcast and then there's all these other branches where they talk about different reality TV and other things and then just really general things. And that's where I learned about the Enneagrams. And that is kind of hilarious because it's really a stretch, but yeah, yeah. That's, that's how I got there. That's, yeah. that's it, I, And I listened to the podcast too, because I wanted to like yeah. see if they agreed with me about what my type was. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think they do. I think they do. Yeah. And, but it was just mm-hmm. like so funny because they kept referencing Survivor things. And I was <laughs> like, I've never seen yeah. this show in my life. Don't know what's happening, but thanks. Yeah. I was surprised that you actually listened to it because it was like a three hour. I listened podcast. to the whole thing, Amanda. <laughs> I listened to the entire podcast. And I didn't know what they were saying 45% of the time. <laughs> That's true friendship right there. Yep. It is. Isn't it? Yep, it is. Okay, thanks. Okay. We've had we've had some hot tops on the grill today. Um, mm-hmm. some hot topics, but now we can move into our main topic for the day, which I'm like, I'm actually really excited to talk about this, to watch this show specifically just to talk about it with other people, and I think maybe that's yes. why people watch it is because yes. it's like fun to talk about. Um, but this Monday I watched the final 45 minutes of The Bachelor because I didn't know when it came on. Um, <laughs> I watched the final 45 minutes of The Bachelor and my life has changed. I I was a different person before it happened and now I am completely there's no going back. <laughs> for the better or for the worse. You know, that remains to be seen. <laughs> we'll find out, honestly. Yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah. So do you want to kind of introduce this segment by telling, as a, as a seasoned Bachelor, Bachelorette, Bachelor in Paradise, mm-hmm. um, Listen to Your Heart, The Bachelor Presents Listen to Your Heart <laughs> viewer, do you want to start by telling people what the show is about and like how you got into yeah. it? Yeah. Yeah, so the show has been on, I think, for like 20 seasons now. It's, I don't even know. It's been a really long time. Um, just been chugging along. Um, I was fairly late to the game. I had seen a little bit of it, thought it was really trashy and bad. Mm-hmm. Um, and then came to college where a lot of people were watching it kind of ironically. <laughs> and obviously when you start off that way, it becomes – you become obsessed with it anyways because everyone just the main fun is to just sit around and like trash talk and just talk about what's happening um because I found it kind of really boring when I was watching it by myself because I was like this Mm -hmm. is really boring but then I got really into it so I guess I mostly have watched like the past couple of seasons um and that's kind of my journey I would say yeah (laughs) as they would say um yeah, I also so I, I, Oh yeah, what were you going to say? I just wanted to say we were both born in 1998 and this show started airing in 2002. So anyone listening who's older than us might feel really old hearing that, but like this started when we were 4. So Oh my god. The only show that I have watched since then is Degrassi the Next Generation. Um <laughs> 
and I, I couldn't have seen four-year-old me getting into The Bachelor. So it's kind of, it kind of makes sense to me that you didn't really get into it until the past few years. Yeah. And I will say it's really kind of been, at least like the last season or two, have been really bad. Yeah. Um, And gotten really into just really young Instagram influencer wannabes. Yeah. Um, and that's why I actually really enjoyed this last season, which was the one with two bachelorettes. Um, because being forced to like be in a bubble with COVID, it just ended up leading to way more actual conversations about the world and conversations about people's life experiences. And I was like, oh, like I'm not hate watching this. This is actually really good. And you're like, I just like, in like these seeing people interact with each other and it was less um usually that happens in other seasons where it's like on a date and a one-on-one and then someone will just confess some personal tragedy and it's really like okay yeah like this is just the formula but I think something about the formula being different last season like opened it up for kind of and also the casting was really good so it felt really earnest and really nice. And I was like, wow, I'm actually really enjoying seeing people fall in love. And that's never why I watched the show before. That was never one of the appeals. And then at the end of that season, after Tasha and Zach get engaged and it's beautiful and happy, there was a promo for this current season. And it looks so trashy, Nina. I was like, oh my God, like in comparison. Yeah. But then I was like, okay, I just need to reframe my mindset to back to like what I used to be watching this show for. Because yeah. it's just pure entertainment. Who's the next yeah. Bachelorette? Um, They don't know yet. Usually they okay. wait until the season's over. So it's going to be okay. someone from this season. So that's yeah. a fun thing you can do is someone who usually makes it to the top four and goes far but doesn't win is usually yeah. who'll, who'll pick for the next Bachelorette. Um, yes. So I will say I started watching this because I've always been like fascinated by Bachelor news. Like ever since I was a kid, I would like see people from The Bachelor <laughs> on tabloids in the grocery store and be like, oh my god, that's crazy. Um, but this past year, all of the stuff was like, I think her name is Claire Kramer. Is that her name? Claire Crawley? Yes, Claire Crawley. All the stuff with Claire Crawley and Mm -hmm. Dale, the um, piece of beef jerky that (laughs) (laughs) she is engaged to. All of the stuff with that and Taysha. And I think The Bachelor, I I haven't been like as interested. I've always been more interested in The Bachelorette, but Mm -hmm. I've been... I haven't been as interested in The Bachelor recently because I feel like the last few Bachelors, I looked at their faces and I was like, you were gross and annoying. Um, Oh, yeah. 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 So there's that one who I keep thinking of who I he looked like the state of Iowa turned into a human being. And I think Hannah Brown was on his season. And I hate Hannah Brown. Yeah. I think you're talking about Colton. Oh, God. Colton. (laughs) Yeah, he's also um, redacted from the Bachelor Nation. Oh, really? Why? Oh, did you not hear about this? No. Oh my god. Okay, so if this is who you're talking about, and I think I think this is, um, his whole plotline on the show was that he was a virgin. He was an ex football player, really um, intense guy. He his 
the whole time he was really paranoid. I'm just going into the full thing. Yeah. Um, if you've heard this before, you can skip this part, but I think it's really fascinating if you've never heard any of this before. Um, he like got really paranoid that the producers were manipulating him because at first he put this girl Cassie as his number one pick and they didn't give him much time with her. And that's because the producers have a plan. They don't want things to seem so obvious and they want it to like slowly develop. Um, But he became really paranoid. So he started breaking her second and basically was like not telling them anything. So they staged this thing at the end where they had her dad fly out to basic her dad was really worried about it and basically like are you sure you want to do this and the producers told the dad that she wasn't going to get picked so that's why instigated this whole thing um and she was like okay you're right this is a horrible idea left the show he was so mad because i was like he was in love with her and that was his number one that he jumped over a fence and that was the promo they had for the entire season was him fleeing in portugal and running away from the production what the and fuck? hiding on the streets of Portugal for like hours on end, hiding behind houses, hiding <laughs> people. <laughs> um, and then anyways, he ended up finding her and like tracking her down and being like, I want you like, we don't need to get engaged. Let's just leave the show together. So they dated for like two years and oh it was like, God. okay, that was wild, but they're happy that's cute and then here's where it gets actually not like fun but really horrible yeah they were he got covid i think and was at her house and like taking care of her and they were all quarantining together with her family anyways after a while i think they were unhappy so she broke up with him he proceeded to become a stalker controller um, and the only reason this is like public is because she had to file a restraining order against Oh my him. god. Um and he like put a tracker on her car and like oh my god. beside her house and was like not leaving her alone. And basically they ended up dropping she ended up dropping the restraining order and they like figured it out amongst themselves. But it's just like that's really fucking interesting terrifying. Because, yeah, this thing that he got so much credit for, which was like finding her and like not letting her go which was like really romanticized within the show ended up being like a sign of really toxic behavior later so anyways he's kind of i've just like the one youtube channel i watched that talks about this and recaps it just instead of ever saying his name just say redacted which i find (laughs) very funny that's so yeah. funny so that was our yeah. um like five minute detour about like yeah a two-year-old season of the bachelor but i hate that I and that's fucking horrible um and yeah. there's so a reason why he looks right like iowa and not exactly, hawaii yeah anyways um so yes that brings us to so that is my history with the bachelor is like re- seeing mm-hmm. news stories about um i was gonna say characters which doesn't feel right, but also feels really right. Um, yeah, seeing, it, it kind of is, yeah. Yeah, seeing news stories about characters from the show and being like, oh, that's so weird that that's happening. Um, and then all of the stuff with Claire this year and Tasha. And I was kind of interested in Rachel Lindsay, but I was like, this is clearly a gimmick. They're going to do something stupid. And she's like cut ties with the Bachelor franchise, so they did do something stupid. Um, yeah, she still actually does a podcasts a bachelor 
affiliated podcast. Yeah. So I think she's still like one foot in the door, but is also like kind of like I could leave it any. It's still like there. It's on shaky terms with the entire franchise for sure. So like was like critical about this of being kind of I don't know a band aid and like are they actually going to handle this season well and still like addresses that pretty frequently yeah so that is my history so i just randomly i i also listened to this other podcast called appointment television um excellent if you're looking for a tv podcast go listen to it but two of the hosts of that are obsessed with the bachelor and the bachelorette and they do like really Mm -hmm. interesting commentary about it and i was like i guess i'll just fucking watch it myself whatever (laughs) Um, yeah. So that is what culminated into me tuning in on Monday night. And ooh, I don't regret it. It was a great choice. I made an excellent decision. It's what I needed. <laughs> so can you – I'm really curious because I can kind of run down some of my favorite parts of the episode and, like, what's stuck out for me. But I'm really curious to hear as a first-time viewer, like, what what did you take away from this? Okay, I just want to, like, pull up a list of the cast members so yeah. that I can see um, who they are. And I'm not just, like, calling them by things that I remember th- from them. Yeah. Um, it's like looking at a roster of Miss Americas. But, okay, so my main thing with The Bachelor, I grew up watching reality TV with my sister um, we, and I, I've seen every VH1 reality show that is a derivative of The Bachelor, but isn't The Bachelor. Mm-hmm. So like, um, I Love New York, um, Flavor of Love, Rock of Love. Um, there's one where Paris Hilton was looking for a boyfriend. Another <laughs> one where like Brody Jenner was looking for a girlfriend or Brody Jenner was looking for a best friend and his girlfriend was there helping. So like, I've seen every single one. And the thing that I love about those is... Um, they are not, um, refined in any way. They are Mm -hmm. no holds barred and disgusting. So I was thinking I was going to tune into The Bachelor and just be bored for Mm -hmm. an hour. That was not the case. Um, there was, albeit tame, like nobody's throwing drinks or spitting in people's faces. But there was, it's like intriguing interpersonal drama that is like, ooh, I wonder how this is going to spin out over a season. Um, Mm -hmm. So I think that was like the main thing that I, that really got me. And the sizzle reel at the end of the first episode, I was like, oh, I don't know. I just am. I'm so susceptible to advertisement. I really am. <laughs> um, I just remembered that like I downloaded Spotify at the end of 2017. Do you remember those like big billboards they had everywhere where they were talking about people's listening history and they were like to the girl who listened to um, Sorry 44 times on Valentine's Day, who hurt you? Oh, um, yeah, that was yeah. like that was like an ad campaign. And I downloaded Spotify because of that. So I'm a sucker. They got me. Yeah, that was it. I just, I like drama. That's hilarious. The promotional department is like high-fiving themselves yep. right now. Pat yourselves on the back because you <laughs> sold it. That's funny. Wow. Okay. So I'm glad because for me, this was a pretty, I guess, from last season where everything was really shaken up. This episode was, I mean, it was good, but it was very much like a return to the normal formula. So I was mm-hmm. like, okay, I know what you expect pretty good but i guess it is if you're just watching for the first time you're like what's gonna happen 
happen and like just the characters are what makes what makes it interesting um yeah and I think like beyond that I also was like drawn into they they did the gimmick and they did it well the bachelor is black and I a black person am watching solely for that reason Uh that's another thing that the marketing department succeeded on um so yeah they got me with the black bachelor that's Mm -hmm. it got me hook line and sinker um but i think like i i think i want to hear what your opinion of i guess like the like based off of other seasons like what's your opinion of the bachelor and the contestants from this year because i'm going in completely dry and i have like thoughts but i don't know if they're founded you know yeah so i will say the last season which was theater season was like the peak of just really really young instagram influencers and it was like super mature drama and that's what i was really worried about but i do think meeting them i'm like okay like they do have seem to have more like real jobs that's promising they're all incredibly beautiful um really stunningly attractive um and there's no one that seems like kind of like a weak link mm-hmm. like they're all oh I, I agree like, have stuff going on for them and I think there's gonna be drama but I'm hoping it the vibe I get is it's more so like like the queen character who is just this girl who kind of came in with the shtick that she's the queen and got carried in and then Kit who is um Cynthia Rowley's daughter, like, super... What? Wait, did you not know that? I didn't know that. Oh, my God. Okay, so she's the one who was, like, described as the princess, but the whole time she kept repeating the same joke over and over, which was, like, about the queen. Like, you could be the queen, but I could be the president or the CEO. Oh, my God. She's described as a... um. Wait, what's her job description? Um, oh, it's a fashion entrepreneur. But before mm-hmm. it was, um, I think it was described her as like an heir or like socialite or something like that. Yeah. Um, but basically, she's gossip girl. Um, I, okay, because I was watching. I saw. I turned. I tuned in whenever "quote unquote" Queen Victoria came in and was like, "Excuse yeah. me, princess." And I saw her, and I was like, "She." I feel like Kit didn't wasn't socialized properly as a child which sounds like a very harsh thing to say about a person but she seems really awkward and like she's like kind of has an inferiority complex but is also like constantly looking for validation from other people even I even got that like in the sizzle reel she just is always like looking around anytime she says something she like looks around to see if people heard it and if they like care um yeah so I something about her was off to me from the beginning, but now that you say that she's like a socialite heiress, I think it it makes more sense because she seems like a nice girl, but yeah, she just seems like she doesn't have that many like people in her life. Yeah, you know. And I think she's. It's kind of hard to tell how much she's playing into it because um, you missed the beginning where she came in in. I think on like a Rolls Royce and was like really 
you know, really like shoving her wealth down your throat at yeah. the very beginning. And you're just like, this is a lot. You're like, oh, so it's hard to tell if it's just like a thing that's being, being played up because she just wants to be on the show. Mm-hmm. Um, or this is truly just all she is in her whole personality. Yeah. Um, but I think those two in particular are going to be a lot of drama. And I think there'll be obviously other drama that comes up of just atten- people not getting attention and feeling jealous. But I'm hoping it's not as immature as the last time. We'll see. It probably will be, though. When I was listening to Appointment Television, they were talking about how The Bachelor now is essentially just people who, like, want to have mid-level reality TV careers will, like, sign up for it. And then if they happen to get chosen, they're like, eh, whatever. Um, (laughs) Exactly. So, yeah. yeah. It's, like, not... I don't really like that. Um, But what I did like about this... Is that I feel like the guy is naive. Like, he's just completely naively bought into the, um, like, shtick of it. Which is that he will find the woman he wants to marry here. Um, And I don't know if that's true because I don't know him. But that's, like, what it seems like. And to me, that's kind of wholesome. Because he's, like, at least there. He at least seems to be there for the right reason. Um, Yeah, I agree. And I think some of the concerns that some people had was just that he was mostly known um, from Instagram mm-hmm. before this being friends with like another contestant of the show of them and just them partying and especially mm-hmm. during like quarantine being kind of irresponsible. Ooh. I don't know if you know about this. I, I don't know, know ex- exact t- details, um, but it just kind of gave off of this very like party boy, the two of them together, just whatever. So I'm I'm really trying to not I really want to just like naively like like him and buy into this. So I'm like, I don't want to look up exactly what happened. Yeah. Maybe I will later. Um but I do think that that's not really the case. Like he seems like he's really there for quote unquote the right re- reasons, which is refreshing. Yeah. Okay. And so that yeah. leads me into like my criticisms and like what I'm yeah. kind of suspicious of. I, this is, to me, this is the giant elephant in the room, which is, Mm -hmm. um, he, (laughs) maybe we can clip this here, like a clip from the show. He is not going to leave this show with Mm -hmm. engaged to a woman who is not white. It's just not happening. Yes. Um, and I say that because of experience that I have as a human woman, particularly uh-huh. a human black woman on the planet Earth. Um, it just, I look at his face and I know, mm-hmm. I just know. Yeah. Um, and it, it kind of is like farcical to me that they, I was like, like they have this they have this beautiful girl from Brooklyn who's bald and she's there. And I'm like, why did you bring her here? You know he doesn't want her. You and like I, 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 know. I, I was like, uh, kind of because I didn't want to judge him and just be like, oh, yeah. whatever. He, we, we all know what's going to happen here. But then, on the first night, his top choice was Abigail, and I was like, if anybody is more like apple pie, corn fed, white girl, yeah. it's her. She seems super yeah. sweet. But it's her. Um, yeah. So I was like, oh, okay. We all know where this is going. And I think that that gets to, like, something that's 
also interesting to me about the Bachelor franchise, which is that I don't think that it exists really to put to like foster relationships between people of color, um, specifically like people of the same race. Like, I don't think that on Rachel Lindsay's season, she would have left with a black mm-hmm. man. I don't think that I didn't expect Tasha to. I don't expect if they ever have an Asian bachelorette for her to leave with a guy who's Asian. I don't even know if there have been any Asian contestants. Like it just very, very few. Never like a lead. Yeah. Like barely. Yeah. Yeah. So it just, Mm -hmm. I feel like um, it's that thing that happens in a lot of TV shows. I think where like, if you have a main character or a love interest who is like black or asian or indigenous in some way they have to be dating a white person Mm -hmm. in order for it to make sense um but this isn't a tv show this is like an engineered reality situation so like they kind of have a level of choice in it but also i wonder how what like what actual level of choice they have you know or like if the producers would invite people on the show who they reasonably expected wouldn't choose a white contestant as the winner yeah I think that's like a really great point especially I've been like reading some stuff about that and I've like listened to Rachel Lindsay talk about how the the black guys on her season like weren't her type at all and I think some of that could be in casting of just like they didn't give her like options like they gave her like the eligible men that she might be the white guy so like that's like I think for her she was she was someone that said I was open to this I have dated like every race in my past so like for her specifically but I do think with like the vibe I get from like Tisha who like grew up in Orange County and oh didn't even know that and yeah and Matt James that's that could be more in like the contestants and who they um seek out and yeah yeah especially because there's a this year's cast is like i think one of their most diverse and like has a lot oh of great God. beautiful women on it everyone yeah. is gorgeous yeah like, there's not a single uggo there's always at least one but everyone is I gorgeous mm-hmm. i like and i because okay i just like don't care about men um but i'm like mostly watching this i'm gonna tune in every week because i want to see these pretty girls talk to each other i just want them to like walk around in evening gowns and be like oh my god like it just i i don't know it just i like beauty yeah it's an aesthetic experience for sure yeah Um, yeah do you have oh okay i was gonna ask do you have a favorite okay i have do you have a few favorites yes okay I have several. You can describe and I'll tell I'll tell you their names if, yes. you, if you don't Some remember. of them are based solely off of how pretty they are, which is like Chelsea, who I think is the bald girl. Um, oh, yes. yeah. I'm also like, I tweeted this, but I'm rooting for everybody black. I know they won't win. I know. I'm <laughs> alive in the world. Yeah. But they're all so pretty. I just. Oh, and that, Asi- that gr- the Asian girl, I think her name is Serena. I love her. She's so yeah. cute. <laughs> I was like, oh my god, you're so pretty and adorable. I hope you yeah. win too. Um, like so that. that's those are my favorites by default. Um, but if I want to get specific, I think my like favorite mm-hmm. favorite is Brie. 
She yes, yes. Mm-hmm. She got like two she was minutes the first, to talk to him. She was the first out of the limo. You missed that part, so that means that she's gonna go far. Okay, or good. like was picked as someone that's gonna go far. Okay, mm-hmm. good, 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 good. Yeah. Um, that makes me so happy. So she like she was she got like two minutes to talk to him, but and this is this is when I also became suspicious of him because she was talking to him about how she's half Persian, half black, and he like mm-hmm. had absolutely no reaction. She was like, We have similar experiences because we're both mixed race, and I just really think I'm gonna be excited to get to know you. And he just was like, Yeah, amazing. <laughs> um and I was like, what the heck? You don't even have an empathetic response to that? Um, so I was like, oh, God, this isn't this. He's he's like not interested in her. And then and that that like compared to Abigail talking about growing up deaf. He was like, oh, my God, that's so like amazing that you did that. And I, you're so pretty. And let's make out. Um, and like. I did Mm -hmm. like her story. She, again, she seems sweet, but I was like, "Mm, I see what's happening here. Um, Yeah. Yes. So I really like Brie. There was another girl with like a curly updo and a red evening gown. Um, I don't have any idea what her name is. Maggie. I I think so. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yes. Love her. Absolutely Mm -hmm. beautiful. Probably the most beautiful girl in the cast. Hope she lasts more than three weeks. Um, and then who else? Oh, there's a white girl with curly hair that I like. It's like blonde. Oh yeah, I like her too. MJ. Yes, she's really yeah. I, and all of this is based off of them being pretty because I don't know anything about them <laughs> yet. Yeah, it's I like know. the first week, and I tuned in 45 minutes late. <laughs> so I have yes, no idea so- who they are. But those are my like. I'm interested to see where they go. Um, she seemed really um, fun. Her entrance was like getting out of a car and like a pizza car, which was fun. But it was funny because she went to open the door and it was locked. And it was a very funny moment because she could have been like, oh, God, this didn't work. But she made it like a really funny situation. Uh-huh. Um, and yeah, so I think she's going to be someone that stays around for a while and mm-hmm. is like kept around because he like has fun with her but i don't see her like winning yeah she'll she'll get jettisoned eventually yeah Yeah, but he probably is like you're fun i'll keep you because you're chill and i can have fun with you but yeah that's that's the vibe i get okay Mm -hmm. um yeah that's like those are my main thoughts honestly um i think matt looks like a brick in the best yeah do you find him yeah, do you find him attractive? I think he's like painfully attractive, you know. Yeah, like too, like too perfect. Yeah, he's like it's like somebody yeah. sculpted him and then breathed life into him and then was like go out into the world, um, which great. That's good for him. Um, mm-hmm. But if he, I this is the way that I put it to my partner Eli. I was like, he looks like a robot. Do I think he's yes. handsome? Objectively, yes. If is that his abs? <laughs> this is him. My virtual background is now him and Tyler Cameron. And I think it's from some like TikTok they did with like fruit roll-ups, but you can't see their faces. Oh wait, he's friends with image. Tyler Cameron. That's his that was his in. That's his that was his in, yeah. Okay. 
I liked Tyler Cameron. He reminded me of the male version of my favorite white influencer, Alicia Marie, which is like a deep <laughs> cut for anybody who watches YouTube. But I enjoyed him <laughs> I don't know. as a character. Uh-huh. Yeah, Amanda has no idea what's going on. But um, yeah, <laughs> just look her up and you'll understand. I honestly feel like okay, they okay. should date. She's not listening to this, but yeah. Anyways, <laughs> so makes sense that Tyler Cameron was his in. But what was I going to say? Oh, yeah. I was talking to Eli and I was like, he's objectively mm-hmm. handsome. Would I ride him into the sunset? I mean, like, if he really wanted to, sure. Like, let's have sex. I, I'm yeah. not going to seek it out. But, like, if you are persistent in getting me naked, fine. <laughs> I'll do it. Um, but do I trust him? No. Mm. I don't trust any handsome man. I would be mean to him yeah. if I ever met him. Because I need to be mean to handsome men so that they don't think that they are that hot. Like, you just have to knock mm-hmm. them down a peg. Is that yeah. emotional manipulation? Possibly. Do I do it anyway? Yes. <laughs> yeah. Um, I really think that makes a lot of sense. Um, and I think he is, like, kind of, like, built like a Kendall. Yeah. Um. So... It's hard to feel any, like, attraction there because it's like, okay. okay. He just is, like, too perfect. Yeah, yeah too perfect. But um, I definitely see the appeal. Um, I thought it was funny when they were, like, they just, like, kept talking. Oh, you missed in the beginning. It was, like, the most people ever t- signed up for this season, like, as contestants. And it's like, yeah, that's because everyone wants to be an Instagram influencer. Yeah. Like, no offense, Matt. Like, you are really handsome and that is definitely part of the appeal but also it's just because everyone wants to be an instagram influencer everybody just wants like five hundred thousand instagram followers and to get paid like 10k a post for talking about yoga pants like that's potentially the easiest job that you can have all i have to do is look hot and put on these pants and post a picture of it sure Mm -hmm. and like somebody else handles my emails and my uh, like appointments fine I'll do it yeah I agree okay so one more thing from the episode and the only reason I remember this is because I had one more virtual background saved uh-huh um <laughs> you had so much time so those are my running notes around with my dog. this was all while your dog was barking um, yeah is of course is that Victoria who is no that? this is the vibrator girl oh my god <laughs> that's not an uncomfortable laugh that's like a that's like a real laugh oh yeah um did you okay so I have to describe this to you because I think you missed this part mm-hmm. um so he's super um Christian which we learned this episode yeah because right before he did his speech he was like um oh, I just want to do a quick prayer because that's what I do when I'm nervous. And he did this prayer and whatever, like people have their opinions about it. Um, Like if someone was like atheist there, they're probably like, oh gosh. And then like as a Jewish person, if I was there, I'd be like, I should just leave. Like there's no point. But he is the bachelor. So might as well like put that out there at at the front. So like people know what's important to you. Um, But at the end of that, he like looked up, got distracted. He was like, "Sorry, I just saw this vibrator staring at me," and it was 
so funny because it was like this very serious moment that was very <laughs> tense and then it like it just keeps like cutting through the tension and I thought it was hilarious so I was a fan um yeah he seems funny he seems like he's got a sense of humor on him he doesn't seem mm-hmm. like a boring person like a lot of hot people yeah. are just boring and they have no personality he seems like a hot person who has a personality but I need to know if I like that personality. Because if yeah, I Yeah, I'm like, is there a dark side? Yeah. yeah. I'm like, are you one of those hot... Because, like, like let's think about, like, Charles Melton. The um, melted butter stick from Riverdale. Oh. He plays Reggie, I think. Yeah. He's hot. But he cannot act. Oh, I'm making bold claims. He His acting is, like, not the best. Um, And he also was, like, in that fat shaming scandal where he, like, made a whole bunch of tweets where he was fat shaming people. So, like, are you the kind of hot person who's, like, ew, people who aren't as hot as me don't deserve to breathe. Are you the kind of hot person who, like, has genuine empathy and, like, is just a human? Yeah, hard to know. Yeah. Um, I mean, he does, they just focus a lot on his um, nonprofit that he runs. Yeah. But it's like, that doesn't mean you're like a good person all around. Yeah. People, a narcissist could do that because it makes them feel good about themselves. It also Um, is a tax break. Oh, yeah. That's, so we'll see. We'll have to see like how our feelings about him um, develop as the season goes on. We'll see who he is. Mm hmm. Um, but I'm no one really knows. Yeah. 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 I'm along for the ride. I'm ready to do this. I can't wait to watch more. Um, I just am so happy. Um, I had a great time talking to you, Amanda, about The Bachelor. Thank you for passive aggressive peer pressuring me. You do that (laughs) all the time. You're just like, somebody will be like, I don't want to do that. And you'll be like, I, I have to turn my camera on so you can see my face. So I'm yeah. going to be like, I don't want to do that. And you'll be like, okay. And then two years later, they're like, I'm doing it. And you're like, yeah, yeah, you are. I knew you would. I know. That's, I'm like, not going to like, be like, you have to, but I yeah. will put that idea in someone's head. And then it never, sure. I'm really leaves. I'm really good at that. Yeah. I was just doing that with my dad, too. <laughs> trying to think it's his idea to get in because he had an hbo trial through quarantine um or not trial like he had a subscription and then he got rid of it because he wanted to like try something else and then i was subtly putting it the idea back in his head to get it again and i'm really 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 good at that maybe you want it you know you can watch some movies on there yeah it's it's one of my specialties what can i say um, yeah, so um, I'm along for this ride. Can't wait. Mm-hmm. I do want to live text this every week because it's yeah. fucking insane. And thank you for doing this with me. It's so interesting to hear someone who is like stepping into this. Like, well, what the hell is this? Oh, absolutely no problem. None whatsoever. <laughs> um, yeah, and thank so you to everyone who's listening to this episode right now. We really appreciate yeah. you sticking with us. Um, come back next week for a topic to be determined by our future selves but definitely something interesting and something about pop culture sounds good okay yeah and if you want more of our dazzling personalities you can follow me on instagram at nada joao that's n-e-i-d-a-j-o-a-o and where can they find you amanda 
Um, they can find me at on Twitter as Amanda Panda Show. Um, and they can find me on Instagram as Amanda Feinberg, spelled F-E-I-N-B-E-R-G. And as of now, I don't know what Twitter is, but maybe some week I will. Oh, did you delete your Twitter? What's Twitter? Never heard of that website before. (laughs) (laughs) Don't know. That's a great way to live. (laughs) Yep. Wow, that's great. Stay in that. Please stay there. Don't, don't, don't succumb. Okay, guys, until next week. Okay, yeah, that sounds good. Thanks, till next week. Bye.